Hi there, I'm Lee Klein, and this is Vision Eternity Ministries. And I want you to know that we are here praying that you could have a vision for your eternity. If you could get your mind off of this right here, right now, this temporary place that we live, being forever, and start thinking about what's going to happen when you leave here. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you. We praise you for showing us things to come. We thank you for convicting us of our sin, for for confronting us so that we can live with you for eternity. We thank you that you're not just ignoring our wrongdoing, but you're bringing it to the surface so that we can be right with you and move in with you that day. We thank you and praise you for showing us the wiles of the enemy and um, that we have the strength to come against him. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. And so Jesus wants to talk to us today about conviction. When your heart convicts you, it's God, and, and he does that because he loves you. We're living in a time of grace, and we're going to stand before Jesus at some point and be held accountable for our sin. There is no sin allowed in heaven. His kingdom is pure, and it's holy. And we were made in his likeness, so don't think that's possible for you. Because he lives in in you when you ask him to, he makes you righteous. He did the hard part for you. All you have to do is believe him. Believe that he bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. And so you can do whatever he asks you to do. You can do his will. He made it possible for you. And the enemy is going to come and say, you can't. You can't do that. You're not good enough. You, you should be ashamed of yourself. You know, First he gets you to sin, and then he tries to get you to feel ashamed of your son. And his motive is to separate you from God. And so God wants you to know the truth today. He wants you to know that he's on your side. He always has been. He always will be. You're his child. He made you in his likeness. And so he, he shows you right from wrong, just like any parent would. You, you teach your children right from wrong. Don't run out in the street. You're going to get hit by a car. Follow the laws or you're going to end up in jail. And who wants to live in jail, right? And so, but you know what? Speaking of jail, the enemy likes to put you in a jail with condemnation. And Romans 8 says, there is no condemnation for those who walk after the Spirit and don't fulfill the lust of their flesh. And that is the key. That is the answer. When you walk after the Spirit, When you ask God to come and live on the inside of you, His Spirit to come and live on the inside of you, He is going to convict you, guide you, teach you. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit's going to come and teach you all things. And so when He tells you something's wrong, it's a favor. And it's God loving you. And um, the, the key part is there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ who follow after the Spirit, when you follow after that correction, and you don't follow after your flesh. Your flesh gets in the way. Your flesh wants stuff. It wants too much food. It wants to spend too much money. The lust of your flesh is always working 
against you. And so you have to tame it. You tell your flesh what to do. No, you're not going to eat that. You're not going to eat that. That's too much. And you know you're going to be sick later. And so take authority over your flesh. That's what we're called to do. You, you follow after the Spirit. You let the Spirit tell you what to do. And know He's on your side. He's on your side. He's not out to get you. The enemy is. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life, have it to the full, until it overflows, and the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus says, as soon as you hear the word, as soon as you hear that, that good news, the truth, as soon as you hear the Holy Spirit speak to you, the enemy is going to come and say, did God really say? Just like he did in the garden. Did God really say you can't have that? Come on. You, you deserve that. You should have that. You know, that, that, that's one of the hardest um, things to recognize when the enemy comes and he says, oh, you should really have that. I mean, I want you to have, yeah, it comes dressed as an angel of light. I want you to have that. You deserve that. Go get yourself that. And you can't even afford it. You can't even afford it at this time. And the thing is, also, sometimes it's a God before God. Anything that you can't say no to, that God is saying, no, it's not good for you. If you can't say no to it, it's your flesh fighting you, of course. It's the enemy trying to tell you it's okay. But if you don't resist it, it's your God. Anything you put before God, anything that is sin, and he tells you no, not to do it, and you don't do it, that becomes your God. Like food. If you can't put the food aside, God's trying to help you. If he tells you to put that aside and you can't do it, then it's your God. The rich man, he said, what do I have to do to have eternal life? And Jesus said, sell yourself, give it to the poor and follow me. And in the Amplified Bible, it says he loved the man when he told him that. And um, the man, he, he went away grieved. He was offended. He wasn't willing to give up his stuff to have eternal life. And Jesus was telling him that because, for one, it was his God. His, his stuff was his God. It was in the way. And for two, he wanted the man to follow him. He, he wanted to teach the man love. And, you know, when you give your stuff away, Jesus said, it'll be given back to you a hundredfold return. But if it's in the way, and it is in the way, when you, when it's in the way when you earn it. Like, okay, I did all this stuff to get these riches, and now he's saying, give it away? And you did all that stuff to get those riches because it means that much to you. It's your God. And if you can't give it away, it is your God. He didn't give it away. It is his God. But what, what Jesus is saying is when you give all your stuff away, he said it at the end of that chapter, he said, whoever gives up houses, mothers, sisters, brothers, whatever for the gospel in this lifetime will have a hundredfold return. So what I'm saying is what Jesus was saying is, I don't want you to work for it. I want to give it to you. And when you seek my way of doing and being right, Matthew 6, then I'll add those things to you that you need. Father already knows what you need, but seek his way of doing and being right. Isn't life more important than all that stuff you're chasing after? And it is, because Jesus is coming 
The time is short. We don't know the day or the hour, but he said, get ready. I'm coming. So maybe for you, getting ready would be to get rid of that God in your life. And well, he's teaching you that, preparing you to live with him. You don't realize that that thing that you're seeking after is your God, whatever it is, whatever your flesh is craving. You don't realize it's your God and it's in your way until the Holy Spirit convicts you of that sin. And he was convicting that man, Jesus was saying, this is in your way, sell it, give it to the poor. Follow me, I have something awesome for you to do. And I'll give back to you more than you can even imagine. And you know, not everything is about money and stuff. When you give, when you do the kingdom principles, you have joy, you have peace, the love. Jesus said, I'm telling you all these things to do because then my joy will be in you and it'll be complete. And there's nothing even better than that. When all your stuff is too important to you, when something's too important to you, the Holy Spirit is going to convict you of your sin. Because God loves you. This is a time of grace. And when we stand before Jesus, we have to already have have made that choice. I love you more than ice cream. I love you more than this house or The rich man had to say, I love you more than all my stuff. Of course, I'm going to give it away and I'm going to follow you because you are the most important thing and I can see that. But many can't see that because you're really not born born of the Spirit. You you haven't said, I surrender to you. And when you can't surrender to him, you can't even see the truth. And so when you get that icky feeling that something's wrong, you try to resist it. And, and the enemy comes and causes all this confusion. Oh, it's right. You know, that's not God. You know, it's okay. You can do anything you want. Jesus isn't coming. And God's just trying to take that away from you, really. And God is just teaching you love. He's teaching you how to put others first. And when you give of yourself, he's going to give back to you. Um, in Romans one twenty, I want to read this to you. For ever since the creation of the world, his invisible nature and attributes, that is, his external power and divinity, have been made intelligible and clearly discernible in and through the things that have been made, his handiworks. So men are without excuse, altogether without defense or justification. He's made himself known to every man, is what he's saying. And then in verse 21, it says, Because when they knew and recognized him as God, they did not honor and glorify him as God or give him thanks, but instead they became futile and and godless in their thinking with vain imaginings, foolish reasonings, and stupid speculations, and their senseless minds were darkened. When you resist God, your mind is going to be darkened. You're not even going to be able to see the truth. And that's scary. It's a scary thing not to know the truth and just live by what you think you know. You know, compared to God, we just have this little tiny pea brain. We don't know anything without him. His ways are higher than our our ways. He created you. He knows everything about you. And, And we talked about getting wisdom from him yesterday. We can go to him. And get wisdom for anything. 
He knows everything. And so we have to put ourselves, our pride aside, put ourselves aside, humble ourselves before him, and surrender to him. If you want to live with him. And when you surrender to him, you're going to see that truth. And you're going to see why it's healthy to not have a God before him. You're going to see why it's healthy to do his will and how that's going to bring you eternal life. And if you don't do his will, you'll be thrown out into the outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. And when, when you do decide to follow him, when you surrender, you're going to see the wiles of the enemy. You're going to see he is roaming around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You can see what you can't see without God. Without God, you're going to try to figure it out. And your little pea brain, you're going to try to figure out what to do. And every situation of your life, just guessing, you know, taking a chance. That's why people say, good luck, and because you're taking a chance. But if you're saying, God bless you, then you know that life isn't a chance. It's, it's who you're following blessings. When you fully obey the Lord your God, you'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the country, blessed when you go in. And so you say, bless you. You don't say, good luck, because good luck is chance. I don't want to live by chance. I want to live by the blessings of God. I want him to bless me. I want to have Ephesians 3.20, more than I can ask or think. He said he has more for me than I can even imagine. He has more for you than you can even think of. And so when the enemy says, oh, God's trying to take that from you, he's not. The enemy is trying to take eternal life from you, your eternal life with God. He's trying to steal God from you. He hates God. He'll do anything to get God back. And the way he can get God back is by stealing you from him. Corinthians says to take captive every thought. Our warfare isn't against flesh and blood. The enemy is the one whispering in your ear. He's lying to you. And when you take captive your thought and you make it obedient to the word of God, you're going to recognize that lie. For instance, God hates liars. The word of God tells us that. And so when the enemy convinces you to lie, that it's okay, it's only a little white lie, you didn't take captive that thought. And, you know, lying seems like just a little thing. You know, this is just a little example, right, lying? But to God, it's a big thing. He hates liars. Come on. Every sin to God is a big thing because your sin will cause you to be thrown out into the outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Hell wasn't made for us. It was made for the enemy and his angels. It wasn't made for you. But if you follow after him, that's where you're following him too. He's an enemy of God. So when you take the time to get to know God, when you take the time to get to know him and you surrender to him, you'll be born of the Spirit. You'll be born of the Spirit and you will see the truth, the truth that you can't see without him. But you got to humble yourself, surrender to him. So maybe you're thinking, well, I have this 
I have this sin in my life and I can't just, I, I can't seem to get rid of it. And it's because the enemy is coming to tell you that you can't. And also because your flesh, your, your flesh wants what you give it. And so you have to first of all decide, no, I'm not going to do it. And then you have to know, you have to know that you can do it because Jesus lives on the inside of you. If you asked him, he said, I'm knocking at the door of your heart. And if you heed my voice, I'm going to come and live on the inside of you. I'm going to dine with you. So if you make that determination that you're going to heed his voice, he's going to live on the inside of you. And he already did that work for you when he gave up his life for you. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. Romans 8 1 says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives us life set you free from the law of sin and death. Verse 3 For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be an offering. So he condemned sin in the flesh. So what, what they couldn't do before Jesus, what we couldn't do before Jesus, it was made possible by God giving Jesus to us. And so as he lives on the inside of you, he empowers you to do God's will. There's nothing that you can't do because Jesus lives on the inside of you. And so when you surrender to him and just say, for example, I want to stop eating potato chips and or he's telling you to stop eating them because they're not healthy for you. So when you go to that bag and you, you're going to feel him, if you've surrendered to him, he's going to say, no, don't do it. And then when you decide to listen to him, you've been empowered to do it. You, you can resist it. But if you just ignore him and do it anyway, well, I mean, that's up to you. There's nothing impossible for you because Jesus lives on the inside of you. He's on the inside of you. So whatever he asks you to do, you will be able to do it if you submit to him, if you heed his voice. If you do whatever he tells you to do, he will empower you to do that, in fact. He said, we can't do anything without him. So anything you're trying to do by yourself, whatever you're trying to quit, whatever he, he's told you to, maybe he's asked you to give up cigarettes, he's going to empower you to do that. You just have to, when he tells you no, when you feel that conviction in your heart, then you, you just resist it. That's his power. He's providing for you his power to say no to whatever sin you have been convicted of. And whatever, whatever you, you, um, you feel conviction of, whatever, you know, you know, like that icky, guilty feeling when you do something, when, when you feel that, that's him loving you, correcting you. Jesus said, I correct those I love. I convict and convince in the Amplified Bible, Revelation 3.19. I convince and convict them. I love you. I'm preparing you to live with me. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, and we're going to live right there with God. So let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for truth. 
We want truth. You said your truth will set us free, and we want that. We receive it. We're asking you to come and live on the inside of us. We commit to do your will. You said you'd never leave us or forsake us, that we would be safe with you. So we seek you. We want to do your will. Thank you, Jesus. I hope you prayed that with me. If not, you can pray at any time. Just submit to him. Surrender. He's on your side. He's trying to save you. He already saved you. All you got to do is believe him and receive that free gift. God's, God's the love of the world. He gives only begotten Son who would ever believe in him would have eternal life. So if you believe in him, then you're going to do as well, right? If you don't believe in him, you're not going to do as well. You're going to do what you want. It's your choice. But he wants you to choose him.